With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for the parade in Pasadena. Tradition meets college football action in one epic bowl game. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make every play count. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on college football. Download the app now and use code Richard. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Richard. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources the volume championship that should always be the expectation i ain't mad at you go ahead Welcome back to the Richard Sherman Podcast. Oh, it's a black day in San Francisco, but a great day in Seattle. Mitchell, what a week. What a week. What a weekend. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone. We were all blessed with some great football yesterday. Let's take it right off the top. The most recent game, Rich. I, I know, like you said, you had, you had your ups and downs this weekend. Seattle with a big win. San Francisco, not so much. Richard, did you see this coming? San Francisco. Woo! Mitchell, I cannot say I saw this coming. I did not see San Francisco turning the ball over five times. Brock Purdy getting sacked four times. Now, I knew this defense was one of the top in the league, creating pressure. Uh, San Francisco ended up losing Trent Williams throughout the game and uh, had to shuffle their offensive line, and it got progressively worse all, to the point where they got to the point where they had no other offensive line left, offensive lineman left in reserve. But Lamar played a really good game. Like I said, the Baltimore defense created five turnovers, uh, really, really held San Francisco's offense down. Christian McCaffrey still found some success, obviously, but Lamar Jackson was 23 of 35 for 252, two touchdowns, also ran it seven times for 45 yards. Brett Urban had two sacks. Kyle Vinoy had a sack. Jadavion Clowney had a sack and a lot of other pressures. But the true linchpin this game, as he's been all season, was Kyle Hamilton. He was he was a menace. He was menace. In the in the past game, uh he had two interceptions. He was he was rushing a passer. He was creating pressures. He had deflections. Marlon Humphrey got one. Patrick McQueen got one. Marcus Williams. Everybody got in on the Mitchell. 
Uh, and it was probably the roughest game of, of Brock Purdy's career to date. 18 and 32, 255, four interceptions, no touchdowns. Brandon Ayuk had six for 113. George Kittle had seven for 126. If you just looked at the yardage, you'd think this was a much better game than it was. San Francisco outgained uh, Baltimore, but it did not matter because the five turnovers, you turn the ball over five times and don't get any Mitchell, you're not winning that game. I hate to say it, Rich, but this game looked all too familiar to when my Detroit Lions got absolutely obliterated by the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens look really, really good. And, and you called it. Their defense is swarming. Their offense is absolutely dynamic. Let's talk about Brock Purdy a little bit because you were the one front line singing his praises, saying this guy is going to be the MVP. He deserves it. What are your thoughts now, Richard, on, on a Tuesday after what you saw last night? Mitchell, I can't give it to him. You know, he obviously dropped to fourth in the rankings, but you you throw four interceptions in one game in December, Mitchell, you kissed your MVP hopes goodbye. But the guy who did not have a bad game is Christian McCaffrey, and he was still very productive, had a touchdown, had 103 yards rushing, six receptions, 28 yards receiving. He continues to lead the league and all tied for the league with Raheem Mostert for total touchdowns. Uh, by a non-quarterback, and and then you got to give credit for it to Lamar Jackson and what he's done. You know, I, I've I've argued this on every show that I'm on. Um, he just doesn't have the the touchdown numbers that he's had that he had in previous years and that he had in his his uh, MVP year. His MVP year, he had 36 passing touchdowns, seven rushing. He has five rushing this year and only 19 passing touchdowns but still a remarkable season his team is number one in the AFC number one overall with 12 and three record they got to go play the the Miami Dolphins it's a home game where Baltimore's played really well and I expect them to win that game uh, so they deserve a, a lot of credit and he's the he's the quarterback well Richard let's focus again back on the 49ers because they still are number one seed right now but they got work left to do they gotta win out I mean, because they got some other folks nipping at their heels. Let's not forget that. My Detroit Lions have an opportunity. The Philadelphia Eagles have an opportunity. It looks like the final week of this season, they are going to have to play the red-hot L.A. Rams, which you had a first-row ticket to watch last week. Uh, Richard, I mean, this is not a layup game. There's so much on the line for both teams. Like, What do the 49ers have to do to get right to win out the rest of the season? Well, they got to they gotta... – Stop the run, uh, which they did all right in this game. They got to find a way to get some turnovers, to get some sacks. They put some pressure on Lamar Jackson. But, you know, the plays where they missed sacks are the, some of the biggest plays that he made throughout the night. Scored touchdowns, made first downs, created extended plays, um, and really did damage. If they would have finished those sacks, then we may have be, t- be talking about a different result. Um, but at the end of the day, they just got to execute. They just got to execute. You know, it's not a lot of things that you – you're not going to expect three balls to get tipped up in the air and intercepted in a ball game. Um, George Kittle, I'm sure, on that first route in the red zone is going to run his corner route a lot deeper to occupy the safety so that that window for that post route against too high safety can be open because that was a problem in that route. George ran a flat out instead of a corner route, so it doesn't occupy the safety, so the backside safety gets no work. Kyle, ha- Kyle Hamilton, the great player that he is and the great season that he's having, saw that, easily baited. Brock Purdy into that pass, intercepted it. Um, 
So I think you can get a lot of these things corrected. It wasn't like a lot of these passes where Brock Purdy just making terrible decisions and throwing it to the defense. Uh, his arm was hit on the one to McQueen. Uh, the rest of them were tipped up in the air outside of the first one to Kyle Hamilton. So I, I don't think it's anything where you look at it and say, oh, this is broken. Like I said, they had over 400 yards offense. But the defense, Bosa had three tackles for a loss, and Javon Hargrave had one sack, but they got to finish that. They got to finish more more uh, sacks in order to win these ballgames. Well, Richard, let's take it to another NFC West team, the Seattle Seahawks. Your Seattle Seahawks are still alive and well. They have been flirting with disaster these last two games, but they have persevered. Richard, the Seattle Seahawks go on the road, knock off the Tennessee Titans. Their record at 5-9 and nine coming in. I mean, let's not be deceived. Tennessee on the road is not a gimme win. Seattle gets a huge win. Let's talk about this. What do you think about the Seattle Seahawks right now? Well, I think they're they're a dangerous team in these playoffs. Um, they just got Geno back. Uh, he showed a little bit of rust early, but he really cooked in the second half. Uh, really effective. DK Metcalf was clutch. Boye Mafe is back to his ways. Two sacks in the game. Jaron Reed still having a, a, a career season. Bobby Wagner got him a sack and was flying all around the field. And, and you know, you hear all the complaints. Uh, you see all fans about this defense, but this defense played really well today against an offense that can get it done uh, and at times has gotten it done. Tennessee, on the other hand, Ryan Tannehill was limited. Derrick Henry had under 100 yards, but he had a touchdown. I think this team, I mean, clearly they beat the Detroit Lions in overtime. They had a tough game against the Dallas Cowboys. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles, so... You talk about the teams they could be potentially matching up with, and they they would feel good in a lot of those games, like they had a chance to win those ball games. Now, do you win every game in OT like they did and play like you did against Detroit early on? And is this Detroit team a different team? No question about it. But they should feel confident going into these games. Pete came up with a great game plan. Kobe Parkinson just bodied uh, the DB for that touchdown. The game winner, another last-minute drive at the end of the fourth quarter for the win, two weeks in a row. The cardiac kids are getting it done, Mitchell. They are getting it done, and Pete Carroll is getting it done regardless of circumstance, regardless of who he has to coach. He's finding a way to motivate these guys, and they're winning ball games. So I think they'll be in position to win the next couple games. Um, the Seahawks play the Steelers, a game they can win. They're playing Mason Rudolph. Uh, or Kenny Pickett. I don't know who's going to be the quarterback this week, but I think that's a game they should be able to win uh, versus Pitt Pittsburgh, especially at home. Well, and they can't take their foot off the gas right now, Rich. It's do or die for this team, and, and they got to control their own destiny here. Win out, you get in. I mean, Pitt, that's going to be a tough game. Mason Rudolph looked, looked very good this past week, but Richard, they got all the pieces to the puzzle to make any team sweat. K-9. You know, DK Metcalf coming along. I mean, Jackson Smith and the Jigba has proven himself worthy over these last couple of weeks. They keep this going. I can promise you sitting here in Detroit, I don't want to see him in the playoffs. I most certainly don't want to see the Rams in the playoffs either, but we're going to have to face one of them more likely than not. Okay, football season is finally here. And here's one thing every fan should know. You can get anything you need for game day delivered with Uber Eats. Well, almost, almost anything. Because no, you can't get your dream running back for your fantasy team delivered with Uber Eats. But flapjacks, baby back ribs, and a cold six pack? Yeah, you can definitely get those. Great pass protection? 
That's a no. Great pizza selection from your favorite places? Yes. Championship defense? No. Deodorant? Yep. A well-executed fake punt? No. Delicious, fresh produce? Yes. Game-clinching turnovers? No. But pastry turnovers? You know the kind with delicious apple filling? Oh, yeah. Because that's groceries. And get those delivered with Uber Eats, too. Along with food from your favorite restaurants and other essentials. And the best part? You can get it all without missing a second of action on your TV. So this football season, stay planted on your couch and get anything, well, almost, almost anything you need for game day by ordering on the Uber Eats app. Uber Eats, the official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL. Order now. Alcohol in selected markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Has there ever been a time you've been injured in an accident and not only were you in physical pain, but there were stress, headaches, and problems that followed? Do you wish you had hired an attorney? If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Playing corner in the NFL is hard. Submitting an injury claim with Morgan & Morgan is easy. Morgan & Morgan is America's largest injury law firm with over 100 offices nationwide and more than 800 lawyers. With over $15 billion recovered for over 300,000 clients, Morgan & Morgan has a proven track record of fighting to get you full and fair compensation. Morgan & Morgan has been fighting for the people for over 35 years. Submitting an injury claim with Morgan & Morgan is so easy. If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Their fee is free unless you win. For more information, go to forthepeople.com slash Sherman or dial pound law. That's pound 529 from your cell phone. That's forthepeople.com forward slash Sherman or pound law. That's pound 529 from your cell phone. This is a paid advertisement. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you coming? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I know you got to be happy today. I know you had to be happy over the weekend. Anytime the Dallas Cowboys take an L, I just feel like it makes your heart sing a little bit. And they did just that in Miami. A little bit of a thriller. Miami comes back late, wins it 22 to 20. Your thoughts on this game, Rich? Well, I, you can't necessarily say that the Dallas Cowboys played bad. Um, Dak Prescott was effective. He was 20-32 or 32 for 253, two touchdowns. They didn't run the ball well. Again, Tony Pollard has not been the guy they thought he was last year. Uh, 12 rushes for 38 yards. C.D. Lamb had another good game, a really huge play early in the game. That was a huge put touchdown. Caught it, ran it in for a touchdown. Very dynamic. Uh, but defensively, it's been their problem on the road. They're 25th in takeaways on the road, and they haven't gotten them. They haven't gotten the sacks that they get at home on the road. Micah Parsons, again, just like last season, we're in the month of December. He has a sack and a half, and this is what he had last year in the month of December and January. So we'll see if he can surpass that number, but that's the problem. They need more production out of their best players, especially defensively, and they aren't getting it. Deron Bland 
Started the season really hot with the interceptions. He hasn't gotten any in a few weeks. Uh, they need these turnovers to win these games. On the other side, Raheem Mostert didn't have the most productive game. Still got a touchdown to to continue his season leading 21 touchdowns tied with Christian McCaffrey. Tyreek Hill has nine catches for 99 yards. Tua Tungavailoa, 24 of 37 for 293 and a touchdown. No, no crazy numbers, but did enough to win the game. And this game, it wasn't one of those situations where they had to had to have it. Where they, I mean, this was one of those situations they had to have it, and they did. It wasn't a blowout game where where they just skated and cruised to the finish. They were determined. They had it took a game winning drive at the end by Tua Tonga Bailoa to win this game, and he did it. Raheem is the first back since Jay Ajay to have a thousand yards rushing for the Miami Dolphins. They're second in the NFL with fifty two sacks. They're a team that's going to be formidable. They played at Baltimore Ravens next. That's going to be a really good game. That's going to be a game that could determine the number one seed in the AFC. And on the other side, the Cowboys just got to figure it out on the road. You know, they're three and five on the road, lost to some of the best teams in the league. But this was a battle of the teams that that hadn't necessarily beaten the good teams in this league and had a reputation for falling apart against really successful teams, really good teams. Obviously the Dallas Cowboys beat the Philadelphia Eagles to try to try to dispel that notion, but the Dolphins beating them kind of reinforces it again, especially on the road. No doubt about it. And more likely than not, that's where the Cowboys are going to be in the playoffs is on the road. So they got to write this ship and, and they got to, we talked about it last week. We talked about it briefly earlier. They got a huge matchup against my Detroit Lions on Saturday night, primetime, you know, next weekend. And, and Detroit has been hot on primetime, especially. 4-0 this year. Richard, they're healthy. I mean, they're, they're starting five offensive linemen. I've only played on the field together six times this year. They're 6-0 in those games. And, and they're going to be coming in aggressive, Richard. I mean, because you got there's a lot at stake here for the Lions. Whether they take the number one seed or not, that number two seed's still up for grabs. And Lord knows this team wants to play those first two games at Ford Field if they can. Let's take it to Detroit. You know, they, they, they won their first NFC North division title since 1993, Rich. I, I mean, this is a team that was starving for success. This is a city, a fan base that has just been so famished for success. And it's finally here. You know, they, they've got leaders in the clubhouse. And Dan Campbell, you know, Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, they got former players that are on this staff that are coaching these guys up week in, week out. With or without Kirk Cousins on the road with everything on the line for the Minnesota Vikings, the Detroit Lions go in there and get a huge win. Richard, what are your thoughts on this Detroit Lions team? Well, they're built the right way, Mitchell. You build it from the front to the back. You build it with the whole line. They did that. They got a quarterback that is really comfortable in Ben Johnson's system and Jared Goff and is playing at a high level. He's had some stumbles in this season, but what quarterback hasn't? They found two backs that really do well in their system um, and David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. And Jameer Gibbs looks incredibly explosive. He looks like the guy that they expected when they drafted him very early in the draft, they're finding a scheme that works for him. They're running the plays that work for him. He had 15 rushes for 80 yards and two touchdowns. He and Sam Laporta, your guy, Mitchell, mm -hmm. are the first, are the only the second rookie duo to have nine plus touchdowns in a season in the history of the league. And that's incredible. Amon Ross St. Brown, another holdover who they drafted, who's played really well. First, second Lions receiver to have multiple 100-catch seasons. Um, 
and the Lions are rolling. You know, you you talk about the guys, all these guys are playing at a high level, and you're not even mentioning the defense and how they built and how they've held people down. Um, this was a very important game against a division opponent. Nick Mullins threw for 411, um, two touchdowns. He's a quarterback that can get hot, especially when he's in this system. This Kyle Shanahan, McVay, Kevin O'Connell, West Coast offense. They got Justin Jefferson back. He had six catches for 141 in a touchdown. K.J. Osborne had five catches for 95 yards and a touchdown. But at the end of the day, Kirby Joseph had two t- t- two interceptions. Brian Branch, who's been a revelation this season and should be on the all-rookie team, had a sack and an interception. And these guys just believe in what Dan Campbell is preaching, what he's doing. They have a different kind of belief, a different kind of motivation, and they just look like a different Lions team than we've seen in the past. They have the most wins the last two seasons, over the last two seasons in franchise history. Mitchell had 20, and they have more games to go. So this just tells you the quality of the team that you have, and I think they'd have a great chance at winning this game. Obviously, Dallas is going to be a formidable opponent, especially in Dallas. They had not lost there, Mitchell. They're 7-0. I think they're on a 14-game winning streak, maybe 15 now. So this isn't going to just be a walk in the park. This This win, if they can win in Dallas this week, that would give them a lot of confidence going into these playoffs. No question about it. No doubt. And and they got another guy that came out of absolutely nowhere for him this last this last month, Ify Melifonwu. And, and this game was looking a little iffy down the stretch, Rich, uh, with, <laughs> with Nick Mullins slinging the rock on a on a third and twenty eight to to Justin Jefferson, and and all all we thought in Detroit was oh same old lines we're gonna lose this game. Not so fast. Ify Melifonwu steps up. Huge interception. This guy had two sacks this week. He made some big plays over the last few weeks. Uh, Richard, we're finding guys in our depth that are able to take this team to new heights. They continue to get healthy. Sky's the limit. But like you said, going to Dallas is going to have a lot of playoff atmosphere to it. This is going to be the biggest test of their season. We'll see if they can persevere. Uh, Richard, let's take it to Kansas City. I mean, well, everyone's under, you know, enjoying their Christmas as a family, you know, uh, opening up gifts. We saw the first game kickoff at one one o five, and everyone's thinking Kansas City cakewalk easy. No, no, no. The Las Vegas Raiders go in and play Grinch to the Kansas City Chiefs and steal a win on the road. Richard, let's start right here. What in the world is wrong with these Kansas City Chiefs? Mitchell, it's a number of things. It's it's the lack of another playmaking receiver outside of Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey is is not having the best season that he's had uh in recent memory. You know, he's he he's you know, as he said, and a lot of other people have said, he's been a little beat up this season, he's been a little beat up in his career. He has a hard time getting out of bed sometimes, his body is just aching, and you need somebody else to pick up the slack and take the weight. And every week you're like, is it Rishi Rice? But they're just too inconsistent. They're dropping passes. Um, they're getting cute, fumbling the football. It was slippery out there. One pass, Patrick Mahomes fumbles, and it lands right back in his lap. Most teams don't have that kind of luck. He did. You got uh, Pacheco fumbling. They lose that fumble. But you talk about Jack Jones, and he said, hey, if they can deal with, if they can deal with the magician that is Patrick Mahomes and we can cut the magic off, then this team is beatable. And he himself took it in his own hands with a pick six in back-to-back weeks um, to score one of the touchdowns they had, one of the two defensive touchdowns they had in back-to-back drives. And the other was the Chiefs trying to get cute, 
snap it to Pacheco, hand it to Patrick Mahomes. And I don't know what the plan was after that, but they fumbled it. And it just looked like one of those plays that in the past, it would have worked and everybody would have been scratching their head, showing it on every highlight. Like, man, the Chiefs, they're doing it again. Look at this. And the, you you heard whispers of the Raiders' frustration a couple years ago about the ring around the rosy play that the Chiefs ran. And it just was embarrassing. And, and they just felt like they got disrespected. And so this time it felt like they took it personal when they st- even lined up to run that play. And they blew it up, scored a touchdown, said, hey, don't run these trick plays on us. We're not the same team. And I think it's really, it's really a cool, cool game for Antonio Pierce no doubt. and what he's trying to do, changing the culture of this team and changing the culture of this organization while he's auditioning for a head coach position. What what what, what are they going to do? Mitchell Malcolm Kuntz had three sacks. Um, Zamir White, who's been a revelation. You, you talked about uh, Josh Jacobs being out. He still had 22 rushes for 145. The fourth-round j- draft pick out of Georgia um, had a really incredible game. But the Kansas City Chiefs just don't have the firepower that they once did to be able to make these mistakes and then overcome them. Well, it's just wild. And you touched on it, Rich. I mean, it's crazy how one man that doesn't even play on the football field can impact a team so much. And, and that was Josh McDaniel. I mean, this team was blatantly held back. They got a lot of pit bulls, man. I mean, you got a guy like Max Crosby. You got a guy like Jack Jones. I mean, Richard, they're doing this with Aiden O'Connell at the helm. And it's being led by Antonio Pierce. The Raiders cannot possibly screw this up in the offseason. Antonio Pierce has got to be the guy going forward. Uh, Richard, they still got a shot in this. I mean, it's a long shot, but they still have playoff hopes. You know, if Kansas City loses out and they win out, they're going to win the AFC West, for God's sake. So. There's one man in Las Vegas that is changing the trajectory of this organization, and it is Antonio Pierce. This is huge. you got to love to see it. As a former player, Rich, I'm sure you love to see a guy coming back and making such a big impact. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Shout out to Antonio Pierce. You talked about it last week. These Tampa Bay Buccaneers are getting hot. They're going to more than likely win the division. And I can almost bet that the Dallas Cowboys are not going to want to play them in the first round. They absolutely take it to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know you've been getting bombarded on social media by Jaguars fans for some of the stuff you said a few weeks ago, but you're looking pretty right to me, Rich. What are your thoughts on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning by 18 against the Jags? Mitchell, I, I just based it off the tape, and and they want to argue that it's an opinion and that I'm just hating on them, and now they've lost four straight, and I think they're starting to see what I've seen and what I told them that was the truth. Um, Trevor Lawrence had three turnovers in the game, led to 21 points. Uh, Evan Ingram had a good game, 10 catches for 95 yards. Calvin Ridley was productive, 90 yards. Uh, Trevon Walker had a sack, but Baker Mayfield is having the season of his life. He's 26 of 35, 283, two touchdowns. Mike Evans, Mike Evans, who's a Hall of Fame receiver, and it's still like somehow he's underrated for some reason. He's leading the league in touchdowns. He's got his 10th straight 1,000-yard season. Uh, he had seven catches for 86 yards. Yaya Diaby had a sack and a half. And it just seems like this team is figuring it out. Levante David had a sack. Antoine Winfield, who's having an incredible season, had a sack and an interception. And then Devin White, after all the controversy, after everything you heard, you know, about the benching and the rotating and all this, had an interception that was huge in this ball game. And they're peaking at absolutely the right time. I told people David Canales was the answer in Tampa Bay, and he's a great coach, and he's a great hire. He's proven that correct. Um, I knew that it would be tough for this Jacksonville Jaguars defense to stop this offense with the weapons they have, and and they did. They had a lot of trouble with it. Well, we'll see what happens next week for them because they play the lowly Carolina Panthers. If they can't get a win against the Panthers, they're going to have to be waving that white flag. And to make matters worse, Richard, they're going to be featured on this week's uber eats segment you know where we highlight the uber eats almost almost perfect defense of the game in the nfl this week we went with the tampa bay bucks against the now lowly jacksonville jaguars forcing four turnovers including three picks off trevor lawrence bucks scored 21 points off those turnovers tampa bay also had four sacks and held the jags to just 37 rushing yards i feel so bad for the travis aetn fantasy uh managers out there that had him on their squad don't want to see that during playoff time but Richard that's this week's almost almost perfect defense of the week and remember you can order almost almost anything you want on Uber Eats the official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL go ahead and order now Richard these Denver Broncos, I don't know what team is is what with them. You know, they looked hot. They went to Detroit, got smoked, and now they go and lose at home on prime time to the New England Patriots. The whole world got to watch it. I mean, where do we go from here with Denver? What are your thoughts on this team? Well, Mitchell, I, I don't know where you go. I don't know where you go because I don't know the answer. Um, you, you had the highlight 
of Sean Payton yelling at Russell Wilson. Now you got Russell Wilson played a pretty solid game, 25 of 37, 238, two touchdowns. You're playing Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots who have not been great offensively. And then you got Denver's defense that has been playing really incredible since that that debacle against Miami. And they just kind of gave up a little bit more than they should to Bailey Zappi. 25-33, 256, two touchdowns. Zeke ran the ball for 12 for two, 27 yards. Not much, but he, he caught nine catches for 33 yards and a receiving touchdown. I mean, Christian Baymore. I mean, what three sacks in the game. That was the issue. That was a huge issue for Denver's offense. Um, they weren't able to get their big-time playmakers involved. I mean, Jerry Judy, I don't even know if he had a target in the game. Um, Sutton, Sutton was pretty non-existent after a, a, a controversial deep pass where it looked like he caught it, and, you know, it, it, they end up not giving it to him. But, yeah, I don't know where you go. You know, at the end of the season, there's going to be a lot of questions to ask and a lot of things that need to be answered. Russell Wilson is still under contract with a big uh, salary number, and he's playing well enough that most people think you got to keep him uh, and you got to keep pressing on, and you don't have anybody else in the fold to replace him. You don't have somebody waiting in the wings to say, hey, this is the this is the heir apparent. You got to go draft that. And so I don't see them really making any huge moves this offseason, and if they do, I'm sure that'll be our story, and we'll be talking about it the next day. Well, this team has kind of turned into the Spider-Man meme where everyone's pointing at each other. You know, who's who's to take the blame here? Sean Payton. I mean, I know his intent at the end of this game. Patriots are running the ball, trying to run out the clock, going to OT, and Sean Payton's over there calling timeouts, and it goes to bite him in the butt. Devontae Parker's wide open down the left side. Nice ball from Bailey Zappi. And they go ahead and Chad mm -hmm. Ryland kicks this game off. 56-yard field goal to win it. There's a lot of finger pointing going on in Denver. And the winning has stopped, at least for the last two weeks. They still got a little bit of hope here. They're going to have to win out to make things interesting. But like you said, this might be a long, interesting offseason in Denver. A, a team that's also going to probably be asking some questions this offseason is a team in Cleveland. They're hot right now, Richard. They go on the road, beat Houston, albeit without C.J. Stroud, but Houston's got a lot to play for. Cleveland wins this game in commanding fashion. What are your thoughts on Joe Flacco right now? Because he has just blown this league up over the last four games. I mean, I'm sure his Christmas was very merry, and I'm sure Amari Cooper made sure to get him something fantastic for Christmas because he has come in and featured Amari Cooper in a way they had not been able to feature him before. Amari Cooper broke the franchise record with 265 receiving yards, passing the great Josh Gordon. Um, third player with four games of 200-plus receiving yards, joining Megatron and Jerry Rice as the only other two. Um, first Browns receiver with consecutive 100 uh, consecutive thousand yard seasons which is crazy in itself how long the browns have been around um joins to as the only receiver to have 200 yard games with three different teams and the browns can clinch a playoff spot with the win on prime video this thursday and i will be there uh joe flacco has been cool you, you he was on his couch drinking coronas eating doritos like everybody else a few weeks ago probably contemplating is this the end of his career is this it do i have anything left is anybody going to give me a call the browns give him a call and i'm sure they're glad they did because he has reignited this franchise reignited this these 
players, this defense. Um, this defense is back to playing the way they had earlier in the season, creating a lot of turnovers, creating disruption. Zadarius Smith had two sacks, um, but he's pushing the ball down the field. He's leading the league right now. In passing yards per game, obviously it's a much smaller sample size, but he's 326.8 per game. Um, one of the oldest players to have three consecutive 300-yard games. Tom Brady did it twice and a few other guys. Uh, but you just feel bad for Houston Texans not having their, their franchise quarterback available to them. You can see the production is down in every capacity. Brian Hoyer is 11-17 for 62 yards and two interceptions. Um, they're just not getting what they need from the quarterback position, and you hope they get their quarterback back so they can continue to have a chance at potentially winning this AFC South division. But, man, this Browns team is fun to watch. Um, it's fun to see where they were compared to where they are now uh, because to be able to weather the storm of losing quarterback after quarterback after quarterback and still be in a position to be not only playoff contenders but still have a shot at at potentially getting a top seed if, if Baltimore stumbles somehow uh, is incredible. It really is. I don't think many saw the Cleveland Browns maintaining their, their winning ways when Deshaun Watson went down, but Lo and behold, they might have just gotten better, Rich, and, and that is that that is a wild story. But like you said, you're going to be in Cleveland next week. I, I'm sure you're excited to see it in person. And fortunately, you know, this led us to this week's Making It Look Easy Player of the Week, brought to you by Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. Richard already highlighted on it, but it was Amari Cooper. I mean, this guy couldn't have made it look any easier against Houston. Amari finished with 11 receptions, two touchdowns, set a franchise record for 265 with receiving yards. He's making a lot of fantasy managers happy this uh, this week. Amari became the third player ever with four games of 200-plus receiving yards in their career, joining Calvin Johnson and Jerry Rice. Richard, this is a Making Look Easy brought to you by our friends at Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan by going to uh, by going to forthepeople.com slash Sherman, or you can dial pound law, that's pound 529. Winning in this league is hard, but hiring Morgan & Morgan is ridiculously easy. It is easy. And that has been this week's Richard Sherman podcast summary. It's been an incredible week. Hope you guys had a great holiday season and Merry Christmas. I hope you have a happy new year. and. All your wishes come true. Make sure you set your New Year's resolutions. Live by them. Breathe by them. Everybody gets a new start January 1st, except these teams. We're still in season. So catch you next week. Can't wait. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.